Welcome to this episode of Reddit Guy. The subreddit we will listen to today is called r slash tales from tech support. Our first post of this episode comes from Paulowig1961 and it's titled Millimeters Matters. So, I'm a software developer, working mainly with POS and CRM solutions. Our software prints label for products, mailing addresses, invoice control, etc. Everyone that has worked with label printers know that they are ticklish to configure. We have a customer that needs to print labels to go along sales orders. We ask for the dimensions of the label. The customer said, 110mm width, 70mm height. We ask, the height is from top to bottom of the label. Yes, comes the reply. Well, we know that the printer she uses only accepts until 108mm labels, so we configure the width, design the label, print and the printer writes one label, jumps one, printer another, jumps one. We ask, are you sure that the height of the label is 70mm? Yes, she replies, I measured it myself. We look at the configuration of the printer, look at the design, everything okay. Try to print again, same result. Are you sure of the height? We ask again. Yes, comes the reply. Send a photo of the label with a ruler over, please. She send the photo. The label is 65mm tall, with 3mm gap to the next label. She was measuring from the top of one label to the top of the other, but the printer needs to find the gap between labels, so when it finished printing the label, it go looking for the next gap, that were on label ahead. Note, sorry for spelling or grammatical errors. English is not my first language. The next post from a silly face 01 is titled, Think you need to label these cables. Dot. Not a bad call to be fair, just someone who needed a little bit of help. I work in the technical call center for broadband, TV, phone provider, so I get customers calling in where I help them resolve their issue be it troubleshooting, updating them on an order, or getting them an engineer or their situation raised if it's beyond what I can help them with. Got a call from a lady who was a bit confused, her internet was going live that day and was told it would be on by now, but she had no connection. A bit odd but sometimes we advise them to wait until midnight to see if it comes on but just to be sure the job had been completed I checked out database and what do you know it is completed. After I agreed with her it should be on by now she then commented, I am using my old wires for the new router, it did come with new wires but I wasn't sure what to do with them. Think I found the problem. I asked her to describe the wires, help guide her into plugging the right ones in the right sockets and then her router finally kicked in. Even ran a couple of tests to make sure the speeds looked good and there were no other faults and sent her some links in case she ever had any trouble and needed some extra help. She had a laugh about it and commented, I think you need to label these cables for people like me. Let her know that it was nothing to worry about, sometimes you'll get tech and it comes with so many things you don't know what's what. I've been there. We even ended up having a good conversation about her plans to just settle in front of the telly all weekend to binge while I ran those extra tests. All in all she was cheerful and bright throughout the call, couldn't have asked for a better customer. The next post from SQL Stole My Dog is titled Just Make It Work Already, A Tale of Woe and Stupidity. To set the stage, I work at a moderately large company that produces software to support the machinery we sell. The software is interesting at best, so typically on-site IT won't touch it and users love to break it. Me, me whack, weirdly aggressive customer. So one day long ago, totally not yesterday, I was perusing Reddit when a call came in saying our software wouldn't open. Cool, should be one of only a few things, and easy enough to identify. Me. Good morning this is SQL stole my dog, I see a ticket that your software is unable to load, is that correct? Whack. 
Oh ho ho you bet, but not only will it not load, we are getting an error. Me. Well that's good sir, it should point us towards the issue, can I get remote into your computer? TeamViewer is our preferred method. Whack. Nope, I just need it to work. Me. I'm okay. Do you not have internet there or is there another reason I cannot remote in? Whack. Look we don't do that here, I just need a fix for this so that I can get back to work. Me. Big sigh while muted, okay sir, I can try and talk you through a few things, or if you have IT there I can talk to them, it may be easier that way. Whack. Just talk me through it, I'm the most knowledgeable one around here for this computer so I can do it. Me. You bet, the first thing I need you to do is go to our applications log folder and pull up the log from today. Whack. And just where am I supposed to find that? Me. Deep breath, don't get mad, Goosefraba, he's just probably got some pressure to get this fixed. Okay sir, follow my instructions, proceeds to tell him how to get to that directory I need him inside of. Now do you see the log files? Whack. Hold on guy the first can't go that fast, I'm almost done writing it down. Me. What? What are you writing down? Whack. The instructions obviously, how else am I supposed to get there? Brain.x stops working. Instead of just following what I told him to do he felt the need to write it all down so he could. Do what I told him to do. Whack. Okay I'm there, what next? Me. Open the log file dated from today and tell me what the bottom line in the text file says. Whack. It says server 10.10.10.10 not reachable, please try again. Me. Okay, do you know how to ping the server? Whack, yes. Me. Okay, do it. Whack, I can't, it won't let me. Me, why not sir? Whack, there is no ping installed. Look can't you just get this working already? Me. Get your IT now, we can't continue without them. Finally, IT gets involved, pings the server, wow much shock, ping does not respond. They figured out that the network cable connected to the application server needed to be replaced, and once it did everything came back online. All the while I am talking to the on-site IT guy, I hear Whack in the background talking a bunch of smack like some weird world star hype man. Once we were nearing completion I asked the IT guy if they blocked outside network access or what the reason was I couldn't remote in. He was confused because they have TeamViewer operational downloaded on the desktop. The next post from Fruit Loop Dingus is titled Try Reading, I'm Begging You. I do marketing for a car dealership. A portion of our monthly spend on advertising is subsidized by the automaker we sell new vehicles for. To get that money, I need to submit the ads to them for approval via a Google Drive link. This all takes place over email. Cast. Dollar me equals me dollar CRL equals lady at the OEM co-op department who doesn't know how to read CRL. I am not able to open the files without signing in as you. Please submit them again I double check that her email address has access to the files in Drive. Me. You only had viewer access, maybe that was the issue, I've given you editor access so there will definitely be no problem CRL. No it says I have to verify your email. Please submit the files correctly. She attaches a screenshot from the Drive sign-in page that clearly says, Google will send a verification code to, her email address, with a big button that says, send me. Google is trying to verify your email address, please click send and you will receive the verification I proceed to bang my head on my desk and go get more coffee. Edit. Formatting. The next post from Just Keep It Kiet is titled No I'm not going to make changes after the factory acceptance test was already done. I work as a software engineer for automation technologies. My team handles everything from the automation software, TIA, Step 7, the user interface, HMI, SCADA servers, the IPCs and other smaller things needed like protocols, OPC UA etc. 
Last week I drove on site and was basically on site tech support to help with everything they needed and help with the factory acceptance TRSTS. Within that week I racked up 160 pages of paperwork that prove and make sure everything is correct and works as intended. It's a GXP environment so we make sure all documents are completed correctly and all certificates are valid. Afterwards they signed everything, stating that my official support job has ended and I'll only be staying on site for another two weeks in case of an emergency. Today I get this call. C equals customer, greater than C, good morning op. I'm calling you because I have a request regarding the software and machine greater than me, good morning. What can I help you with? Greater than C, our engineers had the idea to implement an ultrasonic device to the production line to help the side feeders work better. Can you implement that for the final site acceptance test next week? Greater than me. Wait, that wasn't in scope was it? My boss didn't tell me about it. When did you discuss it? Greater than C, oh we haven't done that yet. I just wanted to call you in advance since you're already on site right now. Greater than me, so you want me to change all the documents, implement the ultrasonic device in our software, add it to the SCADA server, change the Profibus and SPS addresses, test it and recertify everything for GMP standards. Until next week, you know today is Thursday right? Greater than C, exactly. It's only one device so it should be fast to implement it. You don't have to test the rest and just stick the changes of the documents is an appendix to the current version. Greater than me, no, that's not how that works. Greater than C, what do you mean? It's such a small change I could do it myself if I had the time. Then I spend the next 30 minutes explaining that one, this was never discussed. I would need an official request for it, which means I would get paid extra for it. Two, the documents have to be signed by multiple people, across four different companies who work on the project. Good luck getting a hold of them within a single day. Three, it's impossible to make software changes and then test them without having the actual device on site. I physically cannot test the functionality of buttons that are not connected to anything. I'm sick of customers and their ideas, especially last-minute changes or requests that would take way longer than they think. Edit, just purely going by what I'm capable of on my own, I could easily implement all the changes within a week. Then would need another week for documentations, signatures and certificates. BTW I'm not in my own country. I'm in a different country with a different language than my native one, both are not English. We communicate in English but even that is difficult from time to time. So that makes everything harder than it could be too. The next post from Ukes is titled So it isn't one of our systems, and you need to know if it can run not our software. I work in the finance industry. Think acronyms like SEC and PII. I work in internal help desk. I assist employees and associates with our software, and if they bought a computer from us, their hardware. Users can bring their own hardware, but require being enrolled in a machine configuration, which brings SEC requirements. Call comes in five minutes before the end of my shift. User states they are in college and need to set up proctoring software for school. Me. Yours truly Karen, not her real name this is abridged. Opening, pull them up, etc. Karen, I need to make sure I can run proctoring software on my laptop by tomorrow. Me. Proctoring software usually requires deep system access and is categorically banned by our compliance team. Karen, I don't care, how do I make sure I can run this? Me. Was the system purchased from us? Karen, no, me. So it's your personal system, and you want to run non-compliant software, while it's configured to access PII. Karen, yes.
I've done this before, I just need to know if it meets the requirements. I demand you remote in and look over this list and tell me if this is going to work or not. Remote in, read document me. This says you may not use a laptop with a touch screen under any circumstances. Does this have a touch screen? Karen, of course. I don't use a mouse or the mousepad carrot, touchpad. Me. Then, based on the requirements, you cannot use it. Now, here's the problem. I'm not allowed to hang up. It's an immediately failure of my quality form. At this point, I'm five minutes past my shift. Karen. Rants for literally 24 minutes about how useless our systems are, why she never would buy from us, demands we make this computer work for her test, pleads that it should be allowed, and gets slowly angrier as time progresses me. Im hum, okay, I hear you, alright, noted. Karen, are you going to help me or not? Right now, you're not being helpful at all. Me, I have no control over your test or the software, you will want to bring up your concerns with your proctor. I can only tell you that it is against compliance to run it while the system is configured to connect to our network, and the document says your system is barred from use to begin with. Karen, well fuck you. I'm going to use it anyway since it worked before. You're fucking useless. Now I can hang up. Karen has now wasted my time, cursed at me, and called in to question my abilities as a tech. There is something I do have control over. Me. Email the compliance team about the pending violation so they can surprise audit her system, and include the time I saw in the email for her test. TLDR, Karen calls internal help desk for a question we don't handle, argues against the it won't work answer, makes me stay late and cursed in me and called me useless. Reported to the appropriate team so she is fined heavily if she tries anyway. The next post from Bomblord1 is titled No I won't use that computer fix this one. Background, I was a student technician for a satellite campus of a larger university. We were in the middle of implementing a new print system and said system was having inexplicable, intermittent print errors on all student PCs at every level of the university. The problem, once it happened, had no fix it until it decided to work again later. The individuals above my head were furiously working on a solution but the only consistent workaround we had was simply to move the student to another PC. Setup, I had just clocked in and noticed there was a 45-minute old ticket put in from a student account. I asked my supervisor if that issue had been taken care of and was told no. As that was the only open ticket myself and the other student tech who also just clocked in decided to walk over to the location in another building and found for some reason the student was still there and they were furious. Incident, I do remember explaining that I had just clocked in and there had been a brief lapse of coverage for low-level requests but the wait had obviously soured their mood. They then showed me the print error pop-up. I explained that this issue was happening intermittently across our new print system and I couldn't fix it on that PC. I offered to put the document on a flash drive and walk over to the lab across the hallway where a different computer could be used to release the job. That was their breaking point. Being asked to physically move was apparently the last straw they started yelling in my face. The other tech had escaped at this point having seen where it was going. How dare I tell them to move to another PC I should be able to fix this PC in front of them they pay their student it dues they know what kind of support they are entitled to this is horrific my boss will be notified this is unacceptable. At this point I kinda crack and start laughing hysterically. Believe it or not despite working around 4 years of retail prior to this point I had never ran into this level of whatever it was. This felt like something straight out of a Reddit post which just made the individual more angry. 
I then take a second to compose myself and then apologized and calmly re-explain that the issue is out of my hands and is affecting all PCs we have been under a lot of stress from the issue recently and the person just left. Afterthoughts, the threat was actually followed through and the head of the IT department had a formal complaint filed against me, which was laughed off as the other tech was an eyewitness, from a bit down the hall, and could back up my side of the story. The next post from Pensar is titled Cursed Spacebar. This happened a couple years back when I was doing entry-level IT support for a large, local company C equals customer, friendly dude that I've worked with a lot before. C. Hey, I'm having a really weird issue. Every time I open up a web page, for some reason it keeps scrolling instantly to the bottom and I can't scroll back up. Me. Erm. ROK remotes into his computer me, hold on. C. Is there any chance that you're possibly learning on the spacebar or have something sitting on the spacebar? See the web page scroll up silence C. We'll just imagine this call never happened. Me in hysterics. You know I'm telling everyone. I think he had some documents propped up against the keyboard, pushing spacebar down slightly. This was one of those calls that were so dumb, it makes your day. The next post from Urinara is titled It's the Little Things. Dot. Quick first story as a fellow techie new to this sub. So I worked for an organization that is contracted to several others for IT management and related services. Our contracts consist of multiple healthcare organizations, a few big name enterprise organizations, as well as a few local contracts for school districts and such. The hospital contracts are by far the biggest, most frustrating, and most volatile when it comes to the types of characters we get on the inbound lines. And this short story is from one of those healthcare organizations, but it isn't anything irritating, really, a shock to me lol, dollar me, hello and thank you for calling less than organization greater than service desk, my name is Urinara, can I start by getting your name and callback number please? Dollar user, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Hello, yeah hi, I am freaking out. I was working on a document since this morning and word froze up, then quit and I lost everything I was working on. The last time this happened I was able to go back into Word and it asked me if I would like to open my recent unsaved document, but this time it didn't ask me that and there is nothing on it. I cannot lose hours of work. Dollar me, in my head, Sue. Dot you didn't learn your lesson and save the file after it happened for the first time. This should be fun. Dollar me, oh no. That isn't good at all. Go ahead and open up quick assist so I can get connected to you and help you with this issue, gets connected to user and sees the almost 30pg document template she was working on, blank dollar user, do you see how much information is supposed to go on these forms? I cannot lose all of that, it would take me hours to finish it. User continues to press how important it is to her that this document has all her content on it while I go to pull up the unsaved document in MS Word's brilliant feature called, Recover Unsaved Documents 30pg document shows up on her screen, completely filled out dollar me, is this it? Dollar user, oh, my, sniffles, dot you don't know how much you made my day thankful on bursts out crying and blowing snot bubbles into the receiver, I tell this story every time people ask me if I liked working help desk because no, nobody really wants to do grunt work, but it's the little things like these kind of users that remind me that what I was doing did have a direct effect on the daily lives of others and makes it slightly easier to bear for the time being. Study, get certified, get enough groundwork BC it's needed, and GTFOT. The next post from a silly face 01 is titled Lady Waiting Over a Year for TV Box Installation. I get the case. Dot. So since April I've started working for a TV broadband phone company after being made redundant and work on the tech team. We work with anything from installations, troubleshooting and upgrading services. 
basically if you have a problem with any of those, I help you sort it. So it was 8am and the first call of the day is a lady who is absolutely furious, at first it wasn't clear what the problem was but after reassuring her I wanted to help and that I'd look at the notes on her account and she can fill me in on what's been missed she calmed down a bit. A year ago this lady paid over £100 to get a new TV box installed, only it had never been installed. From the notes and what the lady was telling me, every time an engineer went out they had an excuse as to why they weren't able to install it that day. Oh we don't have the right ladder. We aren't trained for this kind of install. We could try and access it from the other property, but we're not insured for that. Why this lady had been left hanging like this made no sense to me and I promised her I'd get to the bottom of it. She already had TV services with us, but the upgraded box install was the problem and she was also a carer for a family member so had enough stresses, so I told her, don't worry about calling us, I will call you and text you updates. The next month was me giving her consistent updates, running around to managers and more experienced staff on install procedures to get the specific ladders and how to get the lady her money back because I couldn't resubmit an install without taking a payment. There was no override. Eventually I figured it out. I called a specialist team to let them know about the property and have it marked so they knew exactly what equipment they'd need ahead of time. My manager got in touch with higher-ups who confirmed we could give her the money back, then I could agree the date. I called the customer and told her the situation, we put the wheels in motion and I triple-checked the order had all the flags it had needed and updated her each week before the install to let her know it was still going ahead and there were no delays. The day after the install I called her to ask her if everything had gone okay. She was so grateful and said the new engineers we sent were so lovely and made her feel validated in all the problems she'd had. She thanked me for helping her and said, I wish I could meet you and give you a hug. I told her that I was glad to get her sorted and that knowing I'd helped fix things was more than enough for me. So whenever I have a bad day or a customer is yelling at me that I'm terrible at my job and don't know what I'm doing, which happens, I always think about this lady and how much what I did meant for her and her family. The next post from BELISARIUS1262 is titled I pushed the button again. This just happened, and I'm kinda shaking my head over it this time. Coworker, can you tell whoever fixes that this computer is broken? I charged it and it's completely dead. Me. Well, what's it doing? Coworker, nothing, it's completely dead. I walk over to the workstation, verify that it's plugged in, push the power button to turn on the battery pack so the computer can get power. Behold, there is power. The battery is at a whopping 1%. Coworker charged it, ha. Huh? Computer is still not turning on. So I open the supposedly locked workstation and push the power button on the actual device. Voila. Computer is turning on. Me. To coworker. I fixed it. Coworker, in shocked tones. Good for you. Note. Unlike the first I pushed the button, this time I do blame the user because the battery was at only 1%. So user had clearly not actually charged the device before telling me it didn't work, and this user did not try to learn how to resolve this very simple problem in future. Today's last post from Saint of Thieves is titled Love the 5 minute fixes that aren't our fault. I support electronic medical record software that doctors use to keep track of your problems, medications, x-rays, yada yada. What's supposed to happen? Doctor sends an order electronically via our software to a lab for tests. Later, test results come back and go into patient's chart. When they do, the order is marked as completed. The loop is closed. Customer. Labs are coming back but not marking the order as complete in your software. Pulls up the HL7 file in the lab's software to show me me, okay. Well, I don't believe them. I want to see the file we actually received and not the one they say they sent us.
I pull up the folder where the file we received gets saved and open said file me. This number right here should be the same as the order number in the patient's chart. And pulls up patient's chart that's not the order number we gave them. I don't know what that is. Customer, yeah, neither do I. What is that? Ugh, okay, thanks. I'll give them a call. Me, glad I could help. Note, I'm summarizing which comes off more sarcastic than how I actually present to customers.